You're just making the deposit every single day. Don't worry about being perfect with your cold exposure or hitting the gym or eating perfectly. Just try to make those deposits, build the accounts, build that momentum. Momentum is way more impactful than motivation. But when you build momentum, you build this confidence that you can, in fact, do this difficult thing, then you'll continue to do it and overtake that friction and it'll forge you opportunities to be on podcasts and to impact people in different ways. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lifestyle Engineer Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chenard, and today I have the pleasure of connecting with Marcus Charman. He is actually, I didn't even ask, where are you from, Marcus? We connected about two weeks ago. We did. Um, I'm based in the UK. I was originally from Brighton. I now live near Northwest Wales in the, uh, the west of England. Okay, cool. So people listening, we're going to have very different accents. I have a Canadian accent, you have a UK accent. I can change mine at will. So if we want <laughs> Irish or Australian, I can fire that in as well. But Actually? Uh, I can, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I can, I can just drop in a little bit of Irish in if you want me to. And then we'll just uh, <laughs> we'll roll with that for a while. It doesn't matter too much. I love it. That's fantastic. So we connected on Instagram, was it two weeks ago? Uh, we was, connected yes. on cold exposure and the just the impact that's had on your life. I know people who follow me on Instagram know the impact it's had on my life and I share the passion for it. But can you share with us a little bit of both start there? Just a little bit about cold exposure for you. Uh, it, was, um, it was presented to me as a last resort. Uh, in short... Through, I, I moved to a brand new area. It was very remote. It was perfect for what I needed at the time, and um, I didn't. Ex- I didn't anticipate COVID <laughs> being locked down, uh, and then not having anyone to actually be around, anyone to meet. Uh, and I think at one particular point, sort of four months without seeing anyone apart from a neighbour and a delivery driver, uh, was particularly sort of tough. Um, I'd c- probably class myself as a bit of a, a social animal with what I do. Um, and it started basically the onset of depression. Mm. Uh, didn't really know how to escape it. And I did everything I could do. I tried counseling, counseling helped. I did all my return to nature that helped. Um, but I couldn't escape basically the self, the self harm. It wasn't until a, a literal breaking point. Uh, of where a few friends had, had found me uh, in a particularly bad way and said, look, we really need to do something about this, but I think you're going to be, you'd benefit from uh, cold water expo- exposure. So got sent to a guy called Luke Mace, who runs the ice bath company uh, in the UK, went down, the guy is uh, an ex-missionary, so he's used to listening to people. Uh, and I've I've been in around a lot of people over the years. I've captains lots of sides been involved in lots of different projects uh so i'm used to talking i'm also used to uh, people trying to listen Mm. but very few people hear you uh luke luke heard me so off the back of a two-hour conversation where he sees a 19 stone hairy man cry in front of him a number of times uh i got the option for two tubs he said one is five degrees c one is three degrees and i well i've come all this way so give me the three degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it really was. It, it was, I'll always go back to that point 
and I know exactly what I felt. And when people have asked me to describe it, I was just, you're clean. That's the best way, mentally cleansed, because it is so abrasive. It is so much of a, sh a system shock. I've, I've been a sportsman for 30 years. I'm used to cold showers. I'm used to cold baths and even ice baths where you just fill them up with a bit of ice, but not, not this. Um, it was so dramatic to my system. I couldn't feel upset. I couldn't feel happy. I couldn't feel sad. I couldn't feel anything. The only thing I needed to concentrate on was breathing. Right. Um, much like, uh, and I knew what to do because I'd, I'd seen, I'd seen things before. I, I knew from sort of survival training as well. It's very much like pulling the trigger. You know, you're just going to slow, slow your breath down, gain control. And that's, that's it. Um, so I knew what to do, but in those, those moments going in, I literally felt a handover, an exchange. And the moment I gave into it, the moment I relaxed, everything went away. And I got out five minutes later, having thought I'd only done three minutes, all the little ticks, all the, uh, the obvious signs, because I was starting to develop a stutter. I was starting to develop a, a physical tick and I would drive my thumbnail into my index finger to sort of center myself when anxiety and fear started to kick in all went away i had like probably 72 hours of um feeling myself which i've not been for for over two years and that was the, that was the start of it wow that's an incredible story and the gentleman you saw there what was his name again luke mace so luke, yeah so he runs he runs the ice bath company in the uk uh, you know he started off just wanting he, he has whilst it's a you know it is a business to make money but he has done it to change people's lives mm -hmm. um and so much so this is what when i left i'd gone to stay with a friend that had a an ice bath for for three four days and in that time he messaged me and said look he said i do well out of this he said because obviously there is an upsurge there is a a, a trend for it now he said but some people he said you know it's about making money he said others he said it'll save your life and he said i think in this instance it'll save your life he's and he wasn't wrong you know the change in myself is is dramatic um i'm back <laughs> i'm That's marcus amazing. again where i've not where i've not been for a very very long time so the luke would have done missionary work i'm guessing overseas so he would he's a very good listener and he has a passion for helping people so he helps people through this practice as well. So he sees this probably same transformation over and over. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a very, very good man. Uh, you know, people get the, the wrong idea of him because of this, you know, he's another, he's another big guy. You know, we knock around in the same sort of circles within strongman. He's been a bodybuilder. Um, and there he is at sort of six, two big ginger beard, big ginger hair. If you remember those things that we used to put on the pencils back in the day, the little gonks with the wild hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like a super, super sized, loving version of one of them. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and I, I, as you're just, like you said, it's, you're seeing it more and more on social media. That's why most people know me, right? Because my videos went viral and people yeah. talk about it being a fad. But I have yet to find a modality or a practice that is more acutely impactful than cold exposure because you don't need to know like if you want to lift heavy weights you need to build up some capacity in knowing how to lift you need to be able to run far 
like all these different ways of of handling stress or dealing with different things uh, that give you these good hormones. But cold exposure, it's all you have to do is break the surface of the water and sit in there for three to five minutes. And like studies are showing, a 250% increase in dopamine. That's similar to cocaine. Slightly better, slightly better. For yes, you. yes. We'll say it's the same dopamine response, but definitely better for you then. And you don't yeah. get the crash. So I've been told as well, comparatively. So that's incredible. So that's that's part of your lifestyle now. And I know I'm, yeah. I'm on your Instagram account here, and you share that with others. And but you are a strong man. You 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 compete correct in that arena and uh, you... i used to okay i used to compete um i've gone into a little i'm dabbling with a little powerlifting at the moment i was okay. uh sports side of things for me started at five years old uh competitively probably from seven uh played football to a, a decent level played cricket to a very good level um and it's taken me here there and everywhere and then when those sports came to an end because obviously longevity mm. your body breaks down yep um especially after you know quarter of a decade i found uh found the gym uh found a lot of other kind of people trying to piece themselves back together and within that there was an opportunity to either stay as you are and just be a strong guy in the gym or compete again so yeah I threw my hat into the ring it's one of the best things i've done because mm-hmm. there's a brilliant fairness to strength training because a kilo is a kilo and a pound is a pound. You want to earn them, you know, put the time and effort in. There's no escaping. There's no referee's decisions. There's no, you know, there's no bad calls. There's no bad judgment. There is only hard work and effort, input and output. So it ticked a massive box for me. Um, the only thing that probably was the test is that, as I say, I'm competitive. So I wanted to see how far I could push it. Uh, and for a man that's sort of mid-40s, I did all right. Uh, and still doing all right, you know, so it's just the the difference with this, as you say, you, you take your your values that people know you for. And I'd probably say I do have integrity. I do push things that I believe to be true. Um, and I'll I'll shut out the I'm watch my words. Uh, I'll shut out, shut out the nonsense. Um, <laughs> it's just very hard for me not to use my language here um but um so i know that when i was trying to explain to people the difference that this was making i thought that i would have to go back to those values and really push the point because i said this you're going to think me either like a hippie movement or almost like cult status in the way that i'm gonna you know push the benefits of this Mm. but i didn't need to people saw it they saw it in my disposition. They saw it in my, in my, you know, even in my gait, the way that I walked. Um, and even recently walking into a gymnasium where I've not seen this guy for two and a half years, literally by the way that I walked in, he got up off his chair, came over, gave me a hug. He said, you're back. Mm. He said, you know, your, boy, your boy's back. He said, so it's had a massive impact. Um, and all I've got to do, as you say, is get under the water. But even when I'm, even when I'm away, at competitions or uh, at events, you know, hotels probably think that I'm harvesting organs because I sit there and ask <laughs> for 10 to 20 buckets of ice uh, at 7.30 in the morning so I can continue the routine. Right. Because I take it that's, yeah, I take it that seriously now. 
because it makes a massive impact on every other aspect of your life, right? It's the one deposit that has the keystone habit. The one thing that you need to do that's going to have a massive effect on every other aspect of your life. Yeah. Uh, so with the depression aspect, everything was, everything became personal. It, it felt like, it literally felt like the world was against me. So the reasoning for me trying to escape it is I felt the world would be a place without me. Now, cold light of day, and when you write this down, again, thinking, the difference between thinking and knowing is, you know, you think the world's against you, no, it's not, you know, but it's very hard to escape that mentality when you've got so many days which have all piled one side of a scale, and that scale is so, so badly tipped against you, it's hard to then cheat what you perceive then is like this emotional logic. Where this has come into play and where I've been able to articulate to people the difference that it makes is it is not in itself the game changer. But what it affords you is it affords you a window of opportunity to go out and do what you want to do. Because by the time you get out and you're ready to rock and roll and you do feel cleansed, you do feel ready to take something on. Even if, and the, the beauty with this is I was able to explain even on a bad day, you know, didn't want to get in, didn't feel great. Mm -hmm. But still got out, still could do things, still function. I could still have a mini win. It's stringing them together and then sliding every day a few more across to the positive side of the scale. And in time, they'll be rebalanced. So you still have to do the work. It's not a magic, you know, it's not a magic bullet. But what it does is it is it's enabling you to actually function because it just cuts through the nonsense. Uh, and how you get out, how you feel, no matter. The previous day, no matter how I wake up in the morning, I know even when I, this morning, 40 minutes procrastinating about getting in, you face it, you do it, you get out, and what happens? You reset, ready to rock and roll again. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been doing it for seven years as, as well, and I procrastinate almost every single morning because it is uncomfortable. It is, yeah. it does it, it gets easier because you can handle it, but you, it's still very painful. Uh, but it, it's like you said, it creates this reset. And I believe it forces you to be with your thoughts, be with these emotions that can be held at a cellular level. So you are holding these things so deep inside that we go on our phones, we have different vices, alcohol, whatever it is, we, we have vices that prevent us from feeling this connection of something that's inside of us that when you get in the cold water, you're just present and you're feeling this discomfort, but then you have this skyrocketing effect of hormones that happen afterwards that you feel amazing for hours and hours. And I did the same thing during the pandemic. We own a gym, we've owned a gym for 12 years and we were shut down for seven months total. We couldn't use our gym at all. We were open and closed four or five times, lost half our members, lost half our staff. And it was super difficult, but I knew no matter how bad I felt, even if I didn't want to get out of bed, even if I was struggling to get out of bed, I didn't want to take action or anything. If I took action on this one thing, getting in the cold water, it would reset me and it would give me the momentum and the mental clarity to find what I need to take action on that day to move forward. And that's a key word for this as well. And that's one thing to hand over each time is the word clarity. Yep. Because when you are getting out, if you've had, you know, if you've had your ups and downs, 
it's very difficult sometimes to trust your judgment and trust your decision making. Whereas my decision making every time I'm getting out of the water, you know, within that four hour period is nailed on. That is, that's the right decision. That's a very Marcus decision. Um, and I've been able to trust it. And it leads you to the, the next key word for me, which has been the part of the saving grace is the word momentum. One thing leads to another and you continue that. That's, you know, it's, it's led me to this. You know, it led me to a podcast earlier in the week about Strongman, just being invited on to talk about Strongman because, oh, we like, we like your enthusiasm. We like your passion. We like the fact that you're vibrant. Good. Because six months ago, that was not there. Right. You know, so, and I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. So it puts you in a position where it's a lot easier now to say yes. Absolutely. It affords you opportunities. And I call those actions deposits. You're just making the deposit every single day. Don't worry about being perfect with your cold exposure or hitting the gym or eating perfectly. Just try to make those deposits, build the accounts, build that momentum. Momentum is way more impactful than motivation, right? We can get motivated for a heavy lift or something else. You can get motivated in the moment. You can build up motivation in the moment to get in the cold exposure but what is really impactful is momentum because momentum when it builds this this velocity you're going to face external circumstances that are going to make you not want to do it whether you're tired yeah. whatever else but when you build momentum you built this confidence that you can in fact do this difficult thing then you'll continue to do it and overtake that friction and then it'll forge you opportunities to be on podcasts and to impact people in different ways because we i think it was three messages back and forth and instantly i'm like yeah let's hop on a podcast that's how quickly it starts to happen right because you can tell when people are impact driven and they want to share something with the world and help them with something they've struggled with well it's the the whole reasoning but well for a lot of people i think the reasoning for getting onto things on like social media once it's beyond their self you'll always have those moments like you just said a minute ago the difference there with you know, when people talk about motivation that's a word that's banded around social media left right and center like it's a currency it's one of the weakest currencies because it's it's a tiny drop of fuel yes you can use it yes it will have a response but it's done in seconds you you know momentum is one drive is the other are you driven you know have you got reasonings for doing something have you got the engine that you can use your motivation, your fuel for. That's that's part and parcel of the the, the reason that I came on social media in the first place. I used uh, a previous account where Affinity, which is the the business that I that I run now, uh, I, it was a love for. So it seems sensible, no matter what I was to do, I'd call it Affinity, call it a love for. So it could translate to whatever I turned my hand to, and it would follow me because I had a very digital lifestyle i've been a brand engineer for 20 plus years um and affinity started because I'm, i learned to make cricket bats so i learned to chop trees make cricket bats by hand oh. and then yeah so because pod shaving was lost and it was an art form that was lost um and then you're taking something and you know start off with a you know fettling a bit of wood in the garage that's how it starts and then i end up making cricket bats for test batsmen and end up tra traveling the world I end up in even in the u.s i end up two years working in um, Frisco in Texas and people were driving from Chattanooga to come and, you know, get my, get me to sign a cricket bat, you know, 
that all started because I thought that if I document what I'm doing, I'd have people to connect to. You find your people. And it's the same. So, yes, there is part, there's part and parcel of the social media aspect of where people look at you as if it is a, a look at me. It's not. Yeah. It's I'm talking to. And I started the gym side of things to talk to myself as if it was a month ago to play catch up, not to not to look at your at the time, you know, you sort of Don Mazzetti's, the these brilliant larger than life characters, you know, with the bro science and stuff, you know, your Larry Wheels, um, you know, one guy that I'm, you know, I met through social media, probably because, again, language was, you know, there was a commonality there was C.T. Fletcher, mm. you know, the fact that I saw C.T. follow me, and it's just like, I like your language, son, you know, it's brilliant. But the things that mattered most is that when you articulate what you're going through and you express both good, bad and indifferent in the same breath, you find your people because there will always be one person that will reach out and say, I'm glad. I'm glad you spoke about this today because I've had that problem, you know, or I've, I've hit that wall because pe don't people want to feel that they're not alone in all this? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's great to feel that you've motivated someone, but it's it's a lot better feeling to give someone a little bit of drive. Absolutely. Do you do public speaking engagements? No, it's been a long time. Uh, I did with it came to cricket. Uh, this because I'm fairly, I'm fairly new still within strength sports, you know, powerlifting. This is my first year. Um, you know, I've never classed myself as a strong man because I think until I don't, I don't look at strongman where they discount the weight and say you're doing strongman. There's only one, it's the heaviest weight. Right. Um, so I don't class myself as a strongman. I've trained it, I've competed in it, but I'm not a strongman. You know, and the same with the powerlifting. So there is a little imposter syndrome. I do understand what I've been able to do over the years. Uh, at the same time, I've built a business. You know, I can stand in the same room as these guys uh, some of them are classed as friends, you know, whether it be powerlifting, you know, with the likes of Hathor Bjornsson, Tom Stoltman, Mitchell Hooper, you know, all the guys, you know, then into powerlifting, the likes of Dan Bell that I'm in communication with, Bonica Brown, you know, one of the greatest female powerlifters of all time. You know, they're people that I can call acquaintances and friends, but I still then struggle uh, because I don't feel it's my platform. I've not right. earned the right yet. Right. So who who are you speaking to on your social media? Who's the person you talk about speaking to someone? You said yourself one month prior. Yeah. But is there a young individual, young person, or middle aged? Who are you speaking to? Who are you trying to help? I think to now it's anyone that is kind of um, that's waiting to find themselves because. The thing that I've enjoyed the most, when it, it whether it be good, bad, or different, again, with anyone that walks into a gym, they could be a great athlete, they could be uh, a mum of three that has never stepped foot into a gym. The person I like speaking to is the person I see in them. So I'll see the diamond in the dirt. They may have imposter syndrome themselves. They may not see the qualities that they have because they may think that someone is either better at the higher level or they may not feel worthy. Whereas the, the beauty, I suppose, of having gone through the mill yourself and one of the keys, you know, probably 
the sort of key components that made me a very good uh, kit, uh, captain over the years is you're able to spot qualities in people. Now, my job and my role now is to bring them forward as a proof of concept, allow those people to see how very special they can be. And then, you know, elicit that question, right? Okay, I didn't think that was possible. What more, have I, what more am I capable of? What more is there to me? You know, how much depth have I got? Because as you said, when we get in the water, we're adaptable. It's one of the traits that we've left behind. We don't challenge it and we don't test it enough. So in being able to do so, whether it being lifting in life, I'm talking to the people that need to feel that they have a place. Ask the question themselves, what am I capable of? Well, if in some of the things that I rattle on about every morning and when I train and when I become you know, a visceral human being, if it makes them and poses the question, who am I? What have I got? Then I'll help bring that out. I love that. I know we only have half an hour. I'm sure the listeners are going to want to have another episode, which I would love to have you back on, Marcus. In closing, yeah, sure. That's no- what, where can people find you? And if there's anything you want to leave this episode with that you could share with someone that you hope would be very impactful, what would that be? You can fail at something you don't like doing. Pick things that make you happy. Concentrate on that. If you're in a job you hate, Find something. You know, you're going to have the same energy sapped from you. If it's just a case of, if you're going to try anything, try for something you really, really love. Put your time and energy into that. Find a way. It'll be more enjoyable process, even if it takes a little bit longer. Absolutely. Exactly love that. that. So where can people find you? Um in a gym, shouting at people, uh, in, in anywhere that serves milkshakes and burgers. Um, America, I need to come back. Canada, I need to visit Canada soon Sounds as well. Good. We I got good go ketchup see. chips. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Maxime Boudreau is one of my best fr- uh, friends in Strongman, so I need to get out to see him. Uh, there's also some brilliant people at, uh, that run a company called Resolute in Canada that have okay. been epic for me. Um, but... Uh, I'm Team Affinity on Instagram, um, and that's with the A, Affinity, as in a love for. Uh, Other than that, yeah, as I say, you'll find me in most gymnasiums up and down the country in the UK, shouting and swearing at people. Um, (laughs) And so if you do find my Instagram as well, there is no bleeps. It is uh, for the 21s only. You've been warned. Um, But uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Yeah, I warned Marcus. This was a clean, a clean podcast, and you did fantastic. I don't have one bookmark I've, on this. I've been my legs. My legs are like Michael <laughs> Flatley down here. They're ticking like crazy uh, because I I swear like gunfire. It's uh, it's not a, a lack of vocabulary. Honest, it is actually passion. Yep, I understand that hundred um, percent. Thank you again, Marcus. If you guys found this, listeners found this episode beneficial, share with a friend, leave a five star review so we can reach more people and share impactful stories like this. We'll chat to you all soon.